Hello everyone, this is Boyd Jones, your host for Cross-Border Innovation by Yushan Ventures. Wanted to bring you our first official podcast episode, going solo for this, and uh, we have a lot to do uh, to get this podcast off the ground. Um, We've got to have an introductory jingle and uh, other such... uh, accoutrement for the podcast. In the meantime, I think content is king. So today I thought I would distill for you a top 10 list of the do's, as in do's and don'ts, the top 10 do's for doing business in China. And this is distilled from my almost 30 years of experience doing uh, uh, doing business in greater China, as well as that of my colleagues at Yushan Ventures. So let's jump into it. This list is focused towards those who may be our complete novices when it comes to doing work or doing business in China. So I'm starting at the very basics and then moving up to more heavy stuff as we go through the list. The first thing I like to tell people to do, number one, is to be prepared for the Great Firewall of China. In China, oftentimes uh, websites, apps that are extremely popular in the West, such as Google, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, are blocked, have been blocked for years and years now. Um, won't go into the reasons for that, but if you rely on Gmail, you check your Facebook, you like your YouTube videos, you use your Twitter, those are all going to be completely blocked in China, except occasionally in five-star hotels. Their Wi-Fi will allow you limited but slow access. Therefore, you need to mentally prepare yourself for this eventuality and look into alternatives for the apps, the websites that you use for your personal life and your business. This actually brings me to my second point, which is you should install and use the killer app in China, WeChat, also known in Chinese as Weixin. Now, WeChat has evolved from its origins as sort of a push-to-talk and text and photo-sharing messaging app into China's sort of super app for almost everything. If you want to contact your Chinese partners using WeChat for a voice message or a text message, is faster nowadays than even email or even a phone call. Um, WeChat is used for payments, if you link your bank account. And uh, in some respects, China is leapfrogging the West to the extent to which high-tech payment functions such as WeChat are used to pay for almost everything. China is almost becoming a cashless society as a result. So install and use WeChat. It'll make your life and business in China much, much easier. 
Okay, the third do is to use translators or interpreters, your own. Too many times I've seen Westerners go to China and assume, this is especially the case for Americans, assume that everyone speaks perfect English, number one. They then communicate with their Chinese partners or suppliers who sort of fake it until they can make it in terms of their English abilities. They will have their designated barbarian handler, that's you, you're the barbarian, to communicate with you. And oftentimes you'll think messages are getting across, but they're not, or not as thoroughly as you might like. The best option, rather than relying on your partner or your supplier's um, sort of designated barbarian handler interpreter, is to bring your own. Hire someone who works for you and for whom the best interest is to translate and interpret for you, not for the supplier, not for the partner. So this is a vital point. Bring your own translators. Now, I'm starting out rather basic, and the next point, this is number four, is to prepare medication. Um, different culture, different food, different climate, different hygiene standards, sometimes in China than in other parts of the world. And it's always a good idea to prepare uh, GI medication uh, for your stomach, peptobismol, emodium, etc., as well as any medication you might regularly be taking. Uh, take an extra supply. Um, you won't have the same sort of pharmaceutical ecosystem that you have in your country in China. Um, so be sure to bring medicines that you might need to use. Um, moving on, this is related to the translator do, is to shop around. Too many times I've seen Westerners go to China and glom on to the first vendor, the first consultant, the first partner, the first supplier they meet who can speak decent English and seems to be throwing you, um, a life raft uh, in this uh, strange and um, exotic country that is China. This is oftentimes the wrong thing to do. Just like you would do in your home country, you need to have some sort of RFQ, RFP process, some sort of vetting of potential partners or employees or consultants. All right, I think that's self-explanatory, but I've seen it so many times. Uh, people are out of their natural environment. They're in a strange country. They're frustrated with uh, everything they're facing, and they make that mistake many times. Now, getting a little bit more heavy in terms of the do's, the next one I have is you should assume unbelievably unbelievably low prices are available. 
Business negotiations in China is very traditional. You will not be using the great book, Getting to Yes. You will be engaged in old school negotiations. Therefore, don't go in and accept the first price point you're given. Shop around, of course, as I mentioned, to multiple vendors. This can be for yourself at a local shop. This can be with a factory or a supplier as well. Assume that the low cost base and the strong business ecosystem in China will allow you to obtain prices much lower than you think you can achieve. Go into negotiations with that mindset. I've seen many times, even sort of anecdotally, where a Westerner in China will go into a shop, purchase something, let's say for $100, and then a Chinese person will come in and purchase the same thing for $25. So always go in expecting more than you can, you, you dare feel you can expect in terms of price reductions and lower prices. Anchor lower and then negotiate from that position. Another point I have is to investigate trademark and other IP protection. I've seen a number of cases where prominent SMEs, SMBs, in places like the US have strong and adequate trademark and other IP protection in their own country and in the Western countries where they normally do business. However, China has its own, obviously its own uh, intellectual property system. And there have been many, many court cases um, where local Chinese who may have been your current or former partner trademark your brand in China. More times than not, the local courts will side with the local Chinese entrepreneur or business person who has trademarked that. Many cases of this online, do a search, get your brands, your intellectual property trademarked as soon as you can in China. The next point I have is about, let's just say non-disclosure agreements. The typical Western non-disclosure agreement really is insufficient for a number of reasons in China. Don't go in with your English language Western NDA. It's almost useless in China. First of all, you should be using what has become to be known as the a triple N agreement, NNN. Stands for non-disclosure, non-use, and non-circumvention. Google this uh, along with the China Law blog, which has some incredible content. And you can learn all you really need to, to learn about NNN agreements. These agreements and most agreements in general need to be in Chinese 
or bilingual, let's say English and Chinese, and oftentimes really should mention that Chinese is the governing language and China is the governing law. Um, this is because if you want your agreement enforceable in China, your, your NNN agreement, for example, you're going to need to allow Chinese courts to enforce it. If you come into your Chinese partners with an English language, Western style NDA in English, they'll probably sign it knowing you'll never be able to enforce things against them in a worst case scenario. However, if you go in with a very strongly formulated, written English and Chinese or Chinese language and an end agreement, you'll get their attention. They won't just sign it. They'll review it carefully. And that's really your only chance to enforce anything legally in China. And my final point, I'll put all these in the uh, notes, is compliance. China is still a developing country. They have a different cultural dynamic when it comes to laws and the rule of law than uh, is seen in many parts of the West. As such, you have certain things that are the letter of the law, that are law, um, and your local partners may not be following those laws or regulations at all or as stringently as might be expected. You as a foreigner don't have that luxury in China. You're not Chinese, you don't know the nuances. You can't afford this exposure. So my point is, no matter what you do, as a Western person or entity doing business in China, you must focus on compliance to both the letter and the spirit of the law. There are too many examples, and we're seeing more and more as trade tensions rise, especially between the U.S. and China, of Western entities, Western individuals getting sort of the short end of the stick because they're not complying in the way they should be. A classic example is Western firms sending expatriate executives to work in China and paying them part of their salary in a low tax location such as Hong Kong. Now, the tax authorities in China are cracking down on this now. Um, which was a gray area, but I think has always been technically illegal. So there are a lot of labor laws, environmental laws, and other regulations that must be complied with. So go in with a mindset that even if it makes things a little bit difficult for you, you must focus on compliance in China. All right, like I said, we're going to focus on content and this has been Yushan Ventures Cross-Border Innovation Podcast number one. I'm Boyd Jones. I'm going to put these 10 do's for doing business in China in the show notes. And we hope to 
give you more content, more episodes with better production value very soon. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to email me, bj at yushanventures.com. You can visit us, www.yushanventures.com, and search for Yushan Ventures on Twitter. Thank you very much and speak with you soon.